It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. I know the rumors are out there that there's rain in the south again, and we're here in Buckhead today, but the rain never hits us in Buckhead. We're looking at that billion-dollar view, looking south toward the city, and I can just barely see the rooftops of the other Atlanta. But we're here in Buckhead enjoying life, and I think you'll be glad that you're with us today. We've got two fabulous guests today. We've got some guys from a company called Matchbox. Matchbook. Matchbook. Excuse matchbook. me, not Matchbox. <laughs> we, need, we need some fire today, so I was thinking Matchbox. <laughs> but we're going to use the paper matches today. So we're going to Matchbook Media and PR, uh, Matchbox Media PR, and they're, they're Noah and Taylor. And we're going to introduce some individuals as we go through the process today. But, boy, these guys have got some exciting stuff going on. They're headquartered over at Strongbox West here, uh, West Midtown, and actually doing some very cool, neat stuff. And we're going to be talking about the individual things that happen as we go through the day and interview them. And we've also got in our studio today one of our fabulous REMAX agents here from the Buckhead in Brookhaven area. Joy is going to join us today and also tell us a little bit about the residential real estate market and how she's just a little bit different than your typical agent who finds you the perfect home. Well, perfect home, right? Oh, very perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got that sound check in. We just did a little PR there. So let's start out with Noah. Now, Noah, we you know that there's about... There's about 10,000 uh, people in the studio today, and we've got to swap seats a little bit. So talk to us about how you're going to be the, the voice entertainment today. I know I'm going to tell about yourself. <laughs> God, don't give us one of well, those. Well, uh, well, a little bit about me. Uh, so um, uh, really, I, I got into the entertainment industry at a young age. Uh, basically started right, doing – Right after birth, right? Right after birth, right, right, out, right out the gate, you know, if you will. I think that's the, the, the PG version of saying it. Uh, right out the gate, you know, I, I really wanted to, to create things. So I started making uh, my own characters, my own comics, if you will, and just kind of started building out uh, storyboards. And now storyboards, for people who don't know, it's almost kind of like plotting out like small imagery, like building out a comic of what your story is going to be like. And uh, I got into that at a young age, but what I wanted to do was I really wanted to tell stories. So I eventually started drawing my own characters and started animating. But along, along with that, I started doing voice acting. Now, voice acting is something that's really passionate to me, and uh, I wanted to continue building off of that with my career. So uh, I got into the animation industry, and I started doing a lot of film in college. So I was able to develop more uh, characters as I went along. But, uh, yeah, who, who knows what characters I'm going to come up with uh, uh, yeah, there, later there on, may I be, guess. <laughs> there may be some visitors taking seats here. Now, there's another thing about your background I think you need, need to share with us. Mm -hmm. Not only the animation, but sometimes uh, the computers weren't as fast and as good as we are now. So you got Absolutely. into comic books, didn't you? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tell yeah, us yeah. a little about that comic book experience. I bet you made some really neat posters for the Friday night events in college. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's the thing. I, like, I uh, definitely uh, – we had uh, – back in high school, we had underground newspapers. I would always make like, you know, like, oh, wow, it's too edgy. We're talking about the vice principal. Wow. <laughs> you know, so we always did stuff like that. Censorship I, I, came early in it, your life. Absolutely. Oh, no, we, we fought our battles. But, uh, yeah, I've, I definitely had a, a lot of fun growing up and, and doing this stuff. But I realized that – uh, I wanted to do it all the time. You know, I, it, it wasn't a hobby for me. It was a, it was a lifestyle, and I really wanted to make new things. So uh, I eventually uh, kept working at it 
uh, and developing new things for uh, entertainment studios. I started working with a lot of people. I'm originally from the Northeast, by the way. Uh, we, we, uh, figured, we figured that Vermont, New Hampshire might be in your, in your background. Close somewhere. enough. I'm Connecticut. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. It's right one of those right small, funny corner. states. Squares, raw. Now, there's one other thing there about that process. Uh, so you've been censored early. Yep. Uh, you, you, yes. You talk funny voices. Yes. You're in the entertainment business now, and you're in the media and PR business. Now, you're, uh, you're a pretty exciting guy, so you, y'all have got some good things we're going to talk about after the break that you oh, and your partner sure. Taylor are working on. But, Taylor, let's run over a little yes. bit here and talk about you for just a minute because I know you guys mm-hmm. do some very neat things together, and you've got a front porch over on the near west side. <laughs> right, yeah. We're really excited to have you uh, and anyone else uh, come by and have a glass of tea on our front porch anytime. Um, but basically, I started out pretty early, as did Noah. Um, right out of the gate, okay? Yeah, we got that part. Literally, uh, was, the best. Uh, was doing uh, television and commercials by the age of eight, um, and was pretty full-time as an actor during the summers by the age I was nine, uh, by the time I was the age of nine, and I loved it. Uh, my first film set really uh, honestly changed my life. I, I've never seen such positive collaboration and so many people coming together in the spirit and effort of something greater than their individual selves. Um, so from that point on, I knew that I needed to make it my life's mission uh, to find a way to work in this business. I thought um, for about 15 years that it would be as an actor. Um, but uh, after going to uh, SCAD in Savannah uh, on an acting scholarship, I, I, I found that advertising was actually what I really cared about. Um, so I ended up doing really well with that program and moving to Atlanta. Um, I uh, was able to work with, um, with a, a pretty well-known producer in town, um, interning on television shows, working as a production assistant, and then doing publicity for a film festival, an annual festival here in Atlanta. And that led um, to me getting uh, solicited my first client uh, as a publicist. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. I got to go to Nashville to represent a celebrity on his film project. He introduced me to the executive producers. They let me represent the entire film project. Um, and I had to Google how to write an AP formatted press release in the hotel Whoa. room in Nashville <laughs> because I studied advertising and copywriting, but not public relations. Now, which English do they speak in Nashville? Uh, <laughs> It's it's like a southern L.A. blend of language. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's got a little flavor, but it's also very curt. Um, But anyway, so uh, I got back to Atlanta after that experience, and I was just really passionate about uh, the city and the state, realizing that there were so many talented creatives, uh, whether you're an actor, an illustrator, an animator, a director of photography. So many people were here, but they did not have the tools they needed to get work. And coming from a, an advertising and marketing background, I realized that I could go ahead and keep playing you know, with people who are already established and maybe make it a little easier on myself breaking into this business. Um, or I could <laughs> take the hard road and work with all the people <laughs> with no money and resources and try to help them break out in the business. And so that's what Matchbook was founded uh, upon. Um, we, we worked with actors uh, starting off uh, primarily and have had for over three years a 100% success, wa- a success rate with our program. Um, if an actor did not have an agent and they came to us and worked with us, we got them an agent. If they had an agent but hadn't booked an audition yet, 
we worked with them and they booked an audition. And so that was amazing. And now we have uh, our former clients have gone on to star in Paramount Pictures alongside Mickey Rourke, uh, starring on season two of Ballers alongside The Rock, um, all the way to shows like Scream on MTV. I mean, the list goes really on and on and on. And so now, looking looking back, you really can't tell me that as an actor in the Southeast, you can't break out of this well, market. You've certainly Very helped change true. the mold a little bit here. I know that you've got some really interesting things coming up, but as we, we think about business here in Buckhead, there's, a, there's an interesting process. And there was a quote just popped to my mind, and both of you guys have already exhibited this, and I know that Joy's probably going to tell us a thing, but there's two important days in your life. Well, number one, Noah said it early, the day you're born. Absolutely. And right. then there's that day you figure out why you were born. Right. It sounds like both of you guys have, have, have figured it out, but how did you get together and how did you start Matchbook? So I want to add uh, really quick, too, because he got to jump ahead. I was oh. like, oh, I, I only got stopped at high school, but no. <laughs> no, but, uh, but yeah, so the thing is um, – uh, to, to continue with, with what I was doing, I was building out uh, a lot of stuff with my career of telling stories. That was my passion. And got a, getting a chance to work with uh, animation studios and game studios down in, uh, in the Northeast, I had a great experience. It was really, really fun. I got to work with NBC and CBS with new film and television programming. But I realized I wanted a new frontier. So I moved down to here in Atlanta because I really wanted to see what was, uh, what was all the commotion about. I really wanted to try something new. And, um, and when did you move to Atlanta, Noah? I moved to Atlanta about uh, two and a half years ago. So, uh, so yeah, no, this is uh, – it, it's gr- honestly, everyone's been welcoming. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> that, that, down, down south and yeah. at home now. Right, now, you exactly. were here about You've been here about three years, right, Taylor? Actually, um, I'm born and raised uh, in Georgia, uh, in Covington, actually, <laughs> and I've been in oh, Atlanta. Um, I found a matchbook in 2011. Okay. And so um, before Noah got here, we, uh, like I said, we started working with individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Well, by the time 2012 rolled mm-hmm. around, we were doing larger scale events, working with larger groups and organizations. By the time uh, 2013 got here, I had the opportunity to executive produce the first ever SAG after new media pilot out of Georgia. We ended up going out of the New York office because they weren't quite <laughs> they weren't ready, ready for, for that. Georgia yet. Yeah, because it's a very forward thinking concept at the time. Not a lot of people, mm. unlike Noah, who's made a really solid career in new media here in in this market, people weren't really a. a they were putting things on YouTube, but they weren't making. Uh, professional projects, nope, you know, industry not. standard projects. Right. And so I was, you know, just like, why don't we try to do this? Um, mm-hmm. So that went really well. We ended up breaking out uh, several actors for that, uh, ended up getting a dozen. Uh, um, we made over a dozen SAG eligible on one project, and that, that changes a lot of lives. And so from that mm-hmm. point, um, I ended up producing for television for a couple of years, working on different programs here in Atlanta. And then, um, Finally, about the time Noah got here to to Georgia, I was producing um, an action thriller with uh, Ving Rhames and Luke Goss called Operator, and that was amazing. Wow. We were able to because I've 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 been very active lobbying too. So um, if you haven't heard, well, I've seen you down under the gold dome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the Georgia Production Partnership is a great organization. Um, if you're listening to this, please check them out. They're the voice of the industry in Georgia, and they work really hard to make sure that we have the industry changing and 
and creating tax incentives that well, make all plug, these careers possible. Go ahead and plug possible. that website very distinctly while you're GeorgiaProduction.org. All right. And they're actually having a meeting today with um, Tom Luce, uh, the executive producer of The Walking Dead. So, oh my, that's that's yeah. certainly something. Well, Noah, you got to Auburn. You got to Auburn. You got to Atlanta about mm-hmm. uh, about two years ago, two and a half years ago. And and how'd you find this guy? So okay, so uh, basically what I what I was doing even when I was in the Northeast, moving down here, I was still working on uh, new media development. Now we both really really appreciate the uh, the the forward thinking with developing new your own project because I always truly believe in that anyone can make something they just need to get out and do it and uh, we were able to develop uh, me and a few teams were able to develop uh, videos that have millions of hit millions and millions of hits worldwide and we had great success with it but what I really wanted to do is wa- I wanted to find someone like-minded who could really translate traditional and new media and utilize all the best aspects of it uh, going through di- doing different events and doing different things with uh, uh, around Atlanta, like doing some nonprofit help and everything, we actually ran into each other. And basically, I want to say what maybe like two, three conversations, not even. Uh, we just kicked it off. We were just kind of like, "Wow, you know, we, you make a lot of sense." You well, know, what Taylor the- said the collaboration is one of the things that impresses people about Atlanta. We've been so blessed to have people find oh, each other. Sure. In our environment, because we we don't have all those walls, we, mm-hmm. we're a little more friendly some days. Yeah. Oh yeah. As soon as Noah and I were able to get together for longer than two minutes at a time, <laughs> the moment um, we just really hatched out a plan to relaunch the company together. Because um, by the time he got here, there, there were a lot of things changing. You know, with the industry, things are going more digital every day, and. Right. Uh, the models of making films and television shows, those those things are shifting every day. The way we distribute those programs and projects is also shifting every day. Um, so after Operator, we premiered that project um, at Cannes, um, and it got distributed worldwide. So it's called Different Things in Several Different Countries. And um, now, you know, with the same aspect that you can't tell me that you can't break out an actor out of this market, you can't tell me that you can't produce a project that Mm -hmm. goes somewhere out of this market. Right. And so what Noah and I, when we got together, we both shared that that goal. However, I'm a traditional media guy. I've I've learned and I, I feel gotten pretty good at dealing with public relations work, especially press releases and distribution. But and also, you know, traditional producing work you know when it comes to television and film but when it comes to new media animation and i think he should talk about this a little bit as well game gaming and game design um we just complemented each other so well we had similar production management skills and philosophies similar public uh, relations skills and philosophies but we both shared very different skill sets and when people can come together that understand both their challenges and their strengths and find people complementary to those, I think you can do a lot. And we've only been together now as a, as a company since about March, and already we have done some major things so just, in this just six market. Mu- six months in the new relaunch of the company. Yeah, let me, If I may, let me talk about something fun, and we'll mo- go back to gamification and animation with, with Noah. I was on a conference call yesterday or a webinar or or listening to somebody at least way smarter than I am about gamification. <laughs> and I was in, it was a telesales type call, and I had folks talking about the gamification just on a daily and hourly basis of letting people have fun while they make those 60 phone calls an hour <laughs> or those yeah. 30 connections or whatever they're doing. And it was very interesting to see how the animation mm-hmm. and the keeping of score yep. and, the, and moreover because of our technology to be able to report that score 
on a dashboard so that everybody who needs to know what's happening doesn't have to ask. Right. And presenting things to us in, in a video and presenting things even graphically or audio, in an audible manner mm-hmm. subliminally. Right. Was one of the key things that they were talking about. Yeah. yeah well, so, I'm, I'm very passionate about the, uh, the animation in the gaming industry uh, specifically because there's so many different ways to tell a story. Uh, in any kind of medium, color or but, black and white to start with. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But what's what's fantastic about uh, with animation? What's great about it is you can bend reality as as far as you want to, and with games, you can actually put someone in a driver's seat and have them feel experiences right away. That's what's great about concepts like game. That's, that's feel. back to that 3D stuff, <laughs> right? Well, not you know it's funny too. Even even a pixelated 2D game can make you feel something by depending on the narrative or the story or the actions it makes you do. And what's great about it is, you know, I'm not going to get on a rant about, like, gaming is art. No, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready you. for your Pong imitation now. Go ahead. 2D, oh. pixelated. I know. Okay. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, basically uh, it, it, what's cool about it is you can make people laugh. You can make people feel a really heartfelt story. Or you can get people in a, in a room where they want to socialize, where they didn't feel like they can bond and have a connection. The gaming industry has a really fascinating way to tell a story like never before and the way i see it is it's a great way to bring people together to have fun but also to explore what you can make so i I always encourage uh people who want to get into the industry or people who are in the industry to uh take what's good about the old and make something new but also enrich someone's life with your story Well, we, we've got a we've got a lot of excitement to go on, and I think a 3D, black and white, all those different things. But you know, here we are in Buckhead today with a little with a little bit of, of a, not springtime weather. What is this? This is almost winter weather. We uh, monsoon here. weather? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> it's just a little bit Monday of rain weather. in the south. But yes. you know, we're here because of the Buckhead Business Association and the things that people find to be exciting and interesting. I want to make everybody aware that we do meet once a week. Well, gosh, just once a week. That comes up every Thursday morning. We meet over at the City Club of Buckhead. We have a lot of good events. We do some things after hours so that people can stretch out and not have to get up early every morning. But one of the things we've got going on is the annual luncheon coming up in January. So that's uh, we want to make sure that everybody watching and listening to the show remembers that they saved that third Thursday lunchtime of um, of January to come down to the Rich, where are we doing it this year? I think we're doing it over in the Marriott again, right? Um, sounds good to me, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, there. And, and Rich is <laughs> not even going to pronounce the, spe- the speaker, but let me tell you what. We've got a speaker this year that is going to, matter of fact, go to the website, BucketBusiness.org, BucketBusiness.org. Look at the speaker, and there will be a test because this guy has uh, one of those folks who paid a seal to come live in his home. Not a seal like is the one where it does the fish. No, this <laughs> right. is like one of the seals that like go to Iraq and do fun things. Oh. But uh, this is a seal he had lived with him for 30 days to change his life. So wow. as we said back back before, the day you're born and the day your life changes. Can you imagine having someone uh, get you out of bed every morning before your coffee and tell you what you're going to do to get yourself in shape to be ready to face the new world? And as you said, with gamification, animation, and all those things, we're facing a new world literally almost oh, sure. every day, every day. So – well, hold a moment on your other project. Let's talk with Joy, who's one of our good REMAX agents, joining us in the studio today to talk about residential real estate and why it's the most important place you can put your head, right? Um, yeah, I've seen real estate at its lowest, and I've seen real estate do really good. So um, I, I decided to get into this about 11 years ago. I've been doing sales for quite a while now. Um, as a little girl, I was handing out, you know, merchandise in my grandfather's store. So I think I acquired that 
oh, I want to help people. And um, the other side of me is very analytical, numbers, numbers, numbers. So I feel like I address my career now. I, number one, wanted to be an entrepreneur. Well, thank you for that. That's one of those bold steps. Yes. And in order to make that step, I thought real estate might be a good transition. Who knows where I'll be? I'm not ready to give up to the end <laughs> on what the, 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 the best job or the best career would be. But at this time, um, I am very entrepreneur. I run my business um, very detailed. And one of the things that I grew up with and took it all the way to my adulthood was customer service. I've been treated really, really bad in my life through vendors going into stores buying things getting cheated maybe it's because i you know i felt like when you buy a car you're a woman take grip for them <laughs> for granted but i i strive to be really smart i try i try to be like on the up and above so when it comes to a customer buying a home my goal is to make sure they get the best value. I'm not trying to just push the home on them and they live in it and then they're miserable. The The fact of the matter is I see a lot of agents that leave their clients hanging. They just, you know, go, show up when they can. They don't answer the phone. They, the, you know, they the customers are complaining to me that, you know, they wouldn't take me to many places. They, just, they wouldn't tell me about the details of the area. And they certainly didn't go through the research. And that's what I pride myself on is a lot of numbers and research, know the area, know the neighborhood, know, you know, what the best value is, because not only are you buying a home to live in, you're buying that home. So in a few years, you're making money on it. That's my mentality and how I run my business that I want not only myself to make money, but I want everybody around me to make money. That's so that that, that home is your nest egg, right? Yeah, exactly. And the marketplace today, we all heard the story about buy a little bit of Buckhead and take good care of it. I'm sure you service the entire metropolitan area, but talk about some of the hot spots in our community. Um, well, obviously, Buckhead. Buckhead has made a huge transition. I mean, we saw it back in, you know, 2005, 6, and 7, kind of like look like a deserted little area. But now you've got the village, which is incredible. I mean, I've traveled all over this country, and I would say it's real close to Rodea Drives. I mean, I it's it. looking really, yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, just to kind of transition with the guys here, I have sold homes all over the city and noticed in, in town – a lot of actors, a lot of people coming to Atlanta that you didn't you didn't see that 10, 11, 15 years ago when I was, I mean, here. And the, the city has definitely transitioned to the opportunity of all kinds of careers. I mean. Oh, everything around, around media is just, uh, you know, from Comcast on, alone, bringing a thousand new people to the city to, to be out by the stadium where they've mm-hmm. got the highest speed internet in the city in the area <laughs> right. but, you know it's just amazing the opportunities we have now to do things that we could never do before uh, the commercials about the smartphone wow what, what's a smartphone going to be next month that new commercial with the uh let's see can we do we have a motorola plug here for moto <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we can we use a name like that we'll have to charge them yeah, we'll yeah. Have to charge them, but yeah when you just think about it, the experiences you can have now with just a little two and a half, half inch screen or your ipad or your or your tablet or or your billboard who would have ever Thought. Yeah. And, you, and you, uh, do you have your face on a billboard yet? Um, no, Not because yet. honestly, <laughs> I'm, I've built my business through the Internet. Right. I learned quick. Yeah. Well, that's that like being a billboard. Technology was the way to go. A lot it's of important. real estate agents still live in the old school where you just sell to your neighborhood, you mm-hmm. know, and 
I get, I mean, my forte is to react to that technology online. That's I mean, great. I am like really into that. And I'm not such a young chickie, D, either. Oh, no. <laughs> and, you, you, know. <laughs> you have celebrated your 19th, maybe not your 29th or your 39th birthday, but you're working on it. <laughs> yeah. I try to stay young. And I definitely like um, working with young people. And they, it's very energizing to, to sell homes to them. It really is fun. Well, it's, it's very good. You, you hit on the outline. And, and, the, and the gentleman here also in the same marketplace you can be a star at five years old. You can be a star at 75 years old. You also need to buy homes at about every five years anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. And so having a real estate agent you can count on, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a newbie do your will each, each year. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't want to have a different real estate agent if you can avoid it. But some people have to move between cities. And I know that re- you're with REMAX, right? Yes. And REMAX does a great job of referrals, so you're always glad to... Find, see, smell, touch, and, and it, work with it, one more customer, right? It definitely promotes entrepreneurialism, too, compared to a lot of the other brokerages in the area. They're more corporate moved, and I like to um, – I just like working on my own. I'm very motivated to self-discipline to get the thing done by myself. Well, Joey, I always like to hear those, those one-liners, or those two-liners, those three-liners. So what is your elevator speech for real estate? Well, I, I'm here today to talk about how – how do I make people see what realtors really do for you? I mean, people do not know the, what is involved. And um, it's not that big, uh, fancy lifestyle either. We work a lot of hours. We, we give out a lot of ourselves. We listen to a lot of stories. And um, I like to see people know the details so that there's a lot more respect in the industry. Well, give us your 30-second most exciting story in real estate. Well, I have a funny story. We'll take a funny <laughs> okay. one today. Well, um, we might make it a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Because my dream is to actually do real a reality show of what real transactions look like. Okay. Hey, Rich, okay. Rich here's an opportunity. Let's, we can let's do have that. a conversation later. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, and that's one thing about me. I do not stick with one type of personality or clientele. I'm, when people come to me and say, can you help me? If I'm happen to be in that spot, it could be in the lower end of town. It could be, I mean, I sell homes. I've sold a $30,000 home and I've sold a $500,000, $600,000 home. So, my style is I met this couple I was it was a listing and they were um, foreign and they didn't know anything about how to do a bit a transaction mm. and they wanted to pay cash but they said I said well, okay well what you know to start them it was kind of funny that they said we have cash and I'm like well, where is it you know what bank so we can <laughs> and it ended up being behind underneath in a in a in a bookcase oh. so I was like oh my god this is okay so you have uh, it was a hundred and thirty-five thousand dollar transaction, oh, wow. and oh, they never put the money in the bank. And so the funniest thing, I showed up. I held their hand <laughs> through the whole thing, and I showed up to the bank because I told them the first thing you got to do is put the money in the bank because <laughs> the closing attorney will not accept <laughs> this cash <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Duffel bags do not work. Right. <laughs> they showed up. It was so funny with the duffel bag, duffel bag <laughs> on their shoulder of all this cash into wow. the bank. It was hilarious. Well, I know that banker had a, has a good story, too, so a lot of people have good <laughs> yeah. stories. Well, Joy, how do people find Joy, the great real estate agent from REMAX today? Well, it's really easy. JoyMcGraw.com. And Could you spell that? 
Oh, it's J O Y, like Christmassy joy. J O Y M C G R A W dot com. And um, Best phone it's real easy 770 329 3793. And I always answer my phone. And the best email in case you don't have time to go to your website and click contact me. Yes, um, Jay McGraw at Remax.net. Cool. Thanks so much for the time today. Joy, it was great to have you in the studio today. Now, I've saved a couple minutes here at the end because I want to go back and talk about something fun the boys are doing here. They have, uh, they're fixing to launch something which really will help their industry and actually will help your industry because more people will be better, make more, and be looking for a new house to put their head in, their rack. So, um, Taylor and Noah, share with me what you're doing uh, in terms of connecting people. One of the things here we do at the radio station and one of the things we do in Buckhead is we try to help people find resources they probably couldn't find by themselves. And I think you've got a neat initiative coming up in next year that will do that. Absolutely. Um, w- there are a couple of things. Um, first off is our uh, monthly event series that we're kicking off um, at the beginning of the year. Um, it's called Ignite. We're really excited about it. We'll be hosting it at 1040 West Marietta Street, Atlanta, Georgia, 30318 at Strong Box West. Um, and basically what we're doing there is uh, um, we've partnered with the Ritz Group, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, but we're, we're really excited now because with the state of Georgia, right, we're number three in the nation for production, but when you look around the rooms, and I'm a part of most industry groups here in town. I just joined um, the NATS and went to my first Emmy party last week, so that was wow. fun. Um, but the Georgia Production Partnership with all these great groups, right? But you don't really see anyone truly profiteering from this multi-billion dollar business here. And why? Well, Money's in a duffel bag, right? <laughs> <laughs> so to speak, well, you know, we're a location state, right? And so um, it's great for studios. It's, gr- it's great for the below-the-line crew because we build up an infrastructure there. But the money comes from L.A. or New York. The project is made here. And then the money and resources go back to L.A. or New York where the project is then distributed and the creative property, the intellectual property is there owned. You know, and so how do we fix that? And, you know, right now in the state of Georgia, where we are benefiting from the consequences of decisions being made outside of our market. And we're saying, hey, let's do what we can to become players in those decisions. And so what we're doing is we're launching statewide initiatives um, to bring the industry together the best of. And we're also launching a fund so that we can start investing in Georgia-based companies and projects that go somewhere. Wow. You know, you got way past the event. Let's go back and focus on the event because we're going to wrap up. Yeah, this is is important because this is the mission. So if you want to be a part of that, you should come out to our event um, at the beginning of the year. We're going to be um, hosting these events every month with a special curated list of speakers. Um, We're inviting some great network uh, producers, directors, um, basically employers, and some great people below the line that need opportunities, as well as vendors such as yourself, Joy. So that's going to be on a Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Thursday, what night? We're probably going to be looking at a Thursday okay. night. It's going to be a, what, six to nine type event? Mm-hmm. Probably something like a, um, a, a seven to nine, seven uh, nine. type deal. It's yeah. going to be over in the west side again. Give that address. Yeah, it's... 1040 West Marietta Street. Um, and that's Atlanta, Georgia, 30318. Uh, and please keep updated with us on our website. We're sharing all the latest news there. We've partnered with Paramount Pictures to release uh, behind-the-scenes info of all their latest projects as well matchbookeast.com that's right. matchbook 
east.com okay. but noah um he wanted to say, talk about you can really quick, yeah right? absolutely can. uh so we have a uh, really cool program happening really soon called uh you can now uh to give it to paint the picture really quickly uh, a lot of people go into this industry really wanting to make things. They want to tell stories. They want to develop things. Now, Matchbook Media Plus PR, we really believe in the fact that people get opportunity. People deserve the opportunity to be able to do what they want to do, to develop their product, to, to help out their business. And we want to be a part of that, part of that initiative full first and foremost. But we also want, are partnering with the Ritz Group for a new project called You Can. Now, in this industry, a lot of people see it as there's this invisible wall with a big fog around it that it's really hard to get into this industry <laughs> That's sometimes. That's like real estate, too, in a way. <laughs> they, yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of people see it where it's just like, okay, where's the staircase? Where's the rope? Where's the ladder? How do I get across this? Well, You Can almost creates... Uh, an opportunity for doors to be opened, almost in a literal sense. And what's going to be great about it is we're going to be able to give more details as we go along, but we want to create a program that's going to allow people to connect with other content creators, connect with studios, and be able to reach out to more people who are like-minded who want to accomplish the same thing. Now, again, social media is great, but there are a lot of venues that – there's a lot of holes within social media that don't connect people the right way, and we want to create that – First and foremost, for everybody. So we're There's really no excited. In is that going to be a, exactly. that's gonna be a web-based action. solution for people to go to? And there's a you can website, right? Yes, we're going to be yeah. we're, we're well, developing everything. We're going to be first of the year. Mm-hmm. We'll be uh, updating everyone at the beginning of the year with the launch. Well, Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that curated web list you're going to have, and I and I hope people will go to your website at matchbookeast.com. Yes. <laughs> also follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well too. Follow you on all those things. Yeah. So we've had <laughs> we've had Noah and Taylor with us today, and. Uh, representing the, the side of the industry which most people don't realize how fast growing and, and how big the duffel bag with the money coming back and forth to Georgia might be. Absolutely. And uh, Joy from REMAX today, <laughs> thank you for being with us. And uh, I think you'll probably have a couple more folks who are just looking for that perfect home to lay their head in. Thank you for your time. And we appreciate the Buckhead Business Association for sponsoring us today. And we're here at the Pro Business Channel in our billion-dollar view looking over Buckhead. And it's clearing up. So all you folks have a great afternoon and a great holiday, and we will see you soon. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.